All right. Hello and welcome back to the Middle School Students Argue About Books podcast. I'm Mrs. Collins, and in addition to our student panel, which this week is Elise, Asha, and Angelina, we have a very special guest with us. Joining us this week in our argument is author Jennifer Childenko. This week, we will be arguing about a genre of books near and dear to my own heart, but not so much to some of our students, historical fiction. Specifically, should middle school kids read it? Our guest author, Ms. Childenko, who lives right here in the Bay Area, has written many well-loved historical fiction titles that we have here in our library, including the Al Capone Does My Shirt series, which is set on Alcatraz Island and San Francisco in the 1930s, as well as Chasing Secrets, which is set in San Francisco in the year 1900, when the bubonic plague made its United States debut. Ms. Childenko, welcome, and let's get started. So, um, I'm just going to start us off real quick by mentioning for all of our listeners that, yes, we are sheltering at home as well. Um, so, this is all coming to you via uh, a call. So, if our voices sound a little far away, that's why. So, uh, welcome, Ms. Childenko. Thank you. Um, it's so fun to be able to be a part of your um, book podcast, and I love the topic, so I'm, I'm ready. All right. Well, we're going to start with Angelina. Um, When we were talking about this before, um, I'm just going to summarize for you a little bit, Angelina, and correct me if I get this wrong. Her basic gist was, well, like I see the value in historical fiction. I just don't read it. So Angelina, would you like to elaborate on that a little bit more? Like historical fiction is interesting, but I lean towards more of books with a sort of fantasy element rather than, which is also why I don't read realistic fiction. It's good. It's just not like my go-to genre. Okay. Um, Elise and Asha, tell us a little bit. uh, Let's start with you, Elise. Tell us a little bit about your reading of historical fiction. Well, I really like historical fiction because it helps you understand what life is like for other people. And you can also, like, often history books won't tell you, like, feelings or emotions of people back then and you get like wrapped up in the story um and you feel like you're the character from back then okay cool how about you asha so i read a wide variety of genres usually but i really like historical fiction because like we said you get to really like know how people lived back then it's also much more interesting than plain old nonfiction, and you get to learn stuff too. And I think it's interesting how people can blend fiction and real life events. Yeah. Okay. I think also like it's more, yeah, way more interesting than just the facts, and I'd honestly remember it better than if I was reading something without a story. Definitely. Okay, so I'm just going to open this up to any of you who want to respond. What would you say then to somebody, a, a middle school student in particular, who says, yeah, yeah, I know I can learn from historical fiction, but it's just not entertaining or it's not relevant to me? Well, um, I say that um, then I haven't done my job well enough um, because I get a lot of email from kids that say, you know, I really didn't like historical fiction until I read your book. Um, and to me, I have to grab hold of the reader 
before they look at whether it's historical fiction or not, just, you know, in the first few pages, make them care about the character and the plot. You know, so that's always you know, my goal. Um, uh, so also, you know, in terms of Angelina saying she likes to read fantasy, that's kind of interesting to me because I feel like historical fiction and fantasy as a writer are very, are very similar just because I'm having to create a world which does not now exist. Uh, and so I have some advantages in writing historical fiction because I can do research to help create that world. But also in, when fantasy writers also need to often do research into uh, various aspects of the world that they create. So to me, you know, there's a real kinship between fantasy and historical fiction, uh, just in, in, as I said, creating a world that doesn't now exist and making it believable and entertaining for a reader. Yeah, like J.R.R. Tolkien was a linguist who started out by inventing an elfin language and then was like, okay, now I, I have to invent a world to go with this language that I came up with, right? So there was a lot of like, <laughs> research there into like linguistics and, and then like what world would go with this language and all of that. Um, yeah, I totally right. get that. And if somebody's writing I historical also- fiction that's set really far back in history, they're really making it up. Largely, yeah. The, I mean, it, that seems terrifying to me because you have so little that in the historical record. If you go back that too far, um, and so then you are, then it is. You're absolutely right. Very similar to fantasy. But I don't think that you shouldn't read fantasy. I think it's a great idea to read fantasy. I, um, I guess it was Asha was talking about a wide variety of genres. I really encourage people to do that. Uh, to write, to read different books, to get sample lots of different things because it really opens your mind. And not to say just prematurely, I don't like this type or that type because there's always a book that proves you wrong. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Somebody else was going to jump in I, and say something. Go for it. Okay. Um, <laughs> you go. Okay. So I was, I was thinking that um, one of the most important things when I read books are the characters which like all genres kind of really interesting characters but I like I like genres or any books that have characters you can relate to and stuff because oftentimes these characters are in like really weird situations and then it's not that interesting unless you can really relate to what they're feeling and stuff so I think yeah. like any genre can have really interesting characters but I feel like historical fiction Sometimes the whole point is to see how people back then are just like you. Yeah, I agree. That's what I was just about to say. You can really relate to like how they're feeling, even if it's a different, very different time and place. Um, you can still relate to how they're feeling and it helps you kind of get to know them more. Right. Angelina, what are you thinking? Like, I would read historical fiction, and I would enjoy it if, like, I don't know, one of my friends recommended it to me. But I feel like one of the reasons why I don't really read historical fiction is mostly because my friends are also similar uh, to me, in the sen- or at least the ones that read a lot of books. Um, or at least in the sense that they read more, like, science fiction dystopian and fantasy and then like 
realistic things. Right. Because I'm pretty sure some of them have never touched a nonfiction book on their own will. <laughs> while others <laughs> is all they read. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, I think, like, as a librarian, I've also noticed that a lot of our really heavy readers tend to go for books that have a lot of sequels because they'll get really into a story and then they want that story to keep going. And maybe one thing that non that historical fiction, sorry, doesn't really have going for it is that it doesn't tend to be serialized as much. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, I get through books so quickly and then I always wish they had a sequel. But, and historical fiction doesn't always, often have that. But it's still one of my favorite genres. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that's, that's, it's exciting to me to hear that once you kind of get a, a, a reader interested, then they want to keep with that world um, because they, they're bonded to the characters and they, they care what's going to happen next. Uh, I'm hoping, I have a book coming out in May. Um, well, I hope it was coming out COVID-19, but um, I really hope that people like it. So, you know, it's also, it's a two-way street. If you're interested, readers are interested, then, you know, that pays me to keep writing books about that, that world. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like yeah. uh, that is very much a part of why your Al Capone Does My Shirt series was so popular is because they, like, the kids loved the first book because they loved the characters, and then they got to keep going with those characters. Yeah. I think maybe, like, the relationship of baseball is something they did a lot then, and people love it now. That, like, it was another thing they could relate to also. I also like how, like, Al Capone series it's not focusing on, like, huge movements. Like, when you learn about history, you learn about, like, the really important people and, like, all these, all these time periods. But I like how, how your book and historical fiction in general focuses on, like, a single place or, like, certain aspects of it. And I think that's really cool because you get to dive really deep into the story. Yeah, you really learn about the setting and the time and place. And yeah, and I personally find it, comforting to know that some of the struggles that I'm having today people had you know 50 years ago uh, because it, it sort of it, it creates a sense that you know this is the human part of all of us and we can all get through these things um, you know it's certainly something that I'm, I'm looking at now that you know um, this is really a tough time but there have been many other tough times and you know our country has made it through so to me, historical fiction is comforting in that way. Yeah, and I would be remiss yeah. if I didn't say that like Chasing Secrets, like I mentioned in my intro, is set in San Francisco in 1900 when bubonic plague came to San Francisco. And there was a lot of unfair persecution of the Chinese population. And there was a big quarantine. And I don't know, there's uh, definitely some parallels with what's going on right now. Yeah, um, I think, well, I started reading it, and then there was, and then I saw the Al Capone books, and I finished those really quickly, but I remember Chasing Secrets, and so I picked it up again, and 
I can just relate to so much right now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at the New York Times this morning, and here's the headline. Iran yelled at attack. Chinese and U.S. fear for safety. Very similar. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of disheartened to see how similar it is, because 120 years ago, it would have come further than we have. Um, I think that for me as a writer, uh, I understand what happened then, and I hope I communicated in the book. Um, there's a lot of fine points of, of how things uh, came to pass that the Chinese were targeted. And, and um, if you just know one or two facts, it, it looks like it can look very different than if you know really what happened. And the advantage of something that happened in history is you can pick it apart. You can really see all of the size of what happened. Uh, and so now what's happening is shocking and horrible, but it's hard to get any distance from it because it's happening to us right now. So it's, it's helpful, I think, to see those parallels and to be aware that, you know, some of our behavior can really have terrible effect on different group. I think there's a parallel there between um, historical fiction and dystopias, strangely enough, that like, yes, I do too. Yeah, like, like historical fiction allows us to go back and explore maybe time periods in the US history where people weren't always awesome to each other. And where sort of some of the worst aspects of human nature come out and rear their ugly head and like what happened and why it happened. And then dystopias take those same aspects of human nature that we struggle with and projects them into a future where they've taken over or they are the predominant feature of society in some way. And, it, and like now we're having to fight against them in a new setting. Right. And, you know, I think World War II is the basis for lots of, you know, historical research on dystopia, <laughs> you know, and you can see little parts of that in lots of dystopian novels. Oh, yeah, totally. Like the Holocaust and, and genocide in general shows up in so many different dystopian novels, right? Like some group has been heavily persecuted or driven to the brink of extinction, right? right? Yeah. Um. I also think that, like, yeah, this is kind of what you're saying, um, that historical fiction captures more perspective than, like, a textbook would. Um, and it doesn't always come from, it comes from so many different perspectives, so you get to see so many different sides of the story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I also like, I also like how when you read historical fiction, you're not learning about it, you're learning about, like, the event of the time period from the outside, you're like learning about it as if you're in it, which I, which I think is really interesting because yeah. you feel way more connected to what's happening and we feel way more connected to the time period in general and to the story. Yeah, I mean, I never remember, or I rarely remember like his, history from textbooks, but I remember it from stories because, uh, you know, we're hardwired to be interested in stories and so i think it's really an effective teaching tool on top of everything else yeah absolutely but don't tell um angelina don't tell your friends that because they really won't want to read it then (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm I'm actually gonna circle back to you angelina for some final thoughts what do you think did did we convince you 
Um, I'm probably going to read more historical fiction. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, that's good. But you know what? Get your friends and, and, and get Asia and Elise to recommend some titles that they really like. Because, you know, I think a community reading is can be really impactful. And, um, it, it, you know, read the books that other kids are liking that are also historical fiction. Yeah, we all need to geek out on historical fiction a little bit more together. I think that's, that's the moral of this uh, podcast today. All right. Well, uh, with that, I think that uh, we'll sign off. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for being with us today. Of course. This was fun. All right. Wonderful. And uh, thank you, audience, for tuning in. Um, this has been uh, Middle School Students Argue About Books. Okay, thank you very much, Asha and Angelina and Elise. Uh, thank you for letting me be a part of this. And thank you. All right. This podcast is brought to you by the Green Middle School Library Club. Our music is, as always, um, I don't have my note in front of you, me, so you're going to have to listen to uh, the note about who did our music in one of our other podcasts. My apologies. We are sheltering in place. Everything is different. Um, and yet, here we are. We're still doing this. So thanks again for tuning in, everybody, and we will see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>